This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. In our 20s, many of us had grand ideas of living a life more in tune with nature. And then in our 30s or 40s, we have kids and suddenly we're at the beck and call of a little person and it's all about survival. All the conscious decisions you've made about how you want to live seem to go out the window. So how can we raise our kids in a way that's better for the planet, but also gives them a sense of their own role in bringing about positive change? Anita Van Dyke has some ideas about this. She's a gentle activist and the author of A Zero Waste Family in 30 Days. Welcome, Anita. Thank you for having me. You're most welcome. So what was the turning point for you? How did you become an advocate for reducing waste? So this all started in my quarter life crisis that I like to call when I was 27. I remember sitting clearly in a board meeting on level six. I was looking at my boss, the big boss and the big, big boss. And I thought to myself, do I want to be these people in the next five, 10, 15 years time? And the resounding answer that I got was no. And then I had this almost existential crisis thinking, well, if I don't want to do this and this is the corporate ladder that I've been climbing all these years, then what do I want to do with my life? So I had to strip back the excess, um, think about what I did, what I wanted with my life and what it meant to live a meaningful life. And I had to make ends meet on one income because I eventually took a sabbatical from my job and I was only left with my husband's income. And it was actually through economics that my environmentalism journey began. So I had to make ends meet on one income and I had to do it with the frugal lessons that I learned from my Chinese Australian migrant parents. So making do with what I have, make do and men, waste not one not and not wasting any of my resources. And that's when my journey began. Mm. I loved reading about, you know, your childhood with your grandmother and, you know, getting food from markets and preparing food. And I guess it was all there, but it was just buried under the, the corporate lifestyle. This year, all of us have had to change our lives in a big way with the pandemic. What impact has COVID-19 had on our consumption? Has it meant more waste or less? I think it's a double-edged sword. So we're going out less and we're also, as a a result, consuming less. But at the same time, there's been an increase of medical waste. So all the plastic masks, the single-use masks that we've been using. And what I really encourage people is that I'm not anti-plastic, but I'm anti-silly-use plastic. And that means... Plastic is a a non-renewable resource. It's made from petroleum. And I think a lot of people forget that. So we need to save plastic for the things that need it the most. So the medical industry is a prime example. Remember, there was a shortage of masks. Imagine if there was a shortage of masks because there wasn't enough petroleum in the world because we had used it up for all the bag that we used to fill the two bananas that we bought from the supermarket. So that's what I mean by silly use plastic, the single use plastic that can be replaced with alternatives. And us as consumers, we can make these simple changes so that we can save the plastic for reasons that really need it. Mm. Many of us are dedicated recyclers in this country and people might think, well, if you recycle your plastic, then what's the problem? Can you explain why plastic is a problem even if you are recycling it? Yeah, so plastic isn't recycled. It's actually downcycled. And so that means instead of being recycled like glass, 
cardboard, aluminium. Those materials are recycled without any degradation to the quality of the material. So if you think about it, it could be recycled infinitely into different you know, types of products. However, plastic is downcycled. So that means the little labels that you see at the back, the triangles, it starts with one. One is um, most likely to be recycled, but then it's downcycled to two and then it's downcycled to three. And by the time you get to five or six, the quality of the plastic is so poor that it can't be recycled any further. So it sits in landfill, leaching out methane gas, or it goes into our sea life, polluting our um, waterways. So it's a, it's a big it's a big problem. Yeah, and you notice a lot more of it too when you have children because everything is individually wrapped and there are these snacks that you grab on the go on the way out the door that sort of thing. You're a parent now. How has your approach to zero waste living changed since you had a child? I think like you say there's more stuff that you accumulate when you have a child. But also at the same time there's also solutions to all those things. I mean, remember our mothers and our grandmothers, you know, in our, those generations, they were raised without plastic and they did fine. So obviously plastic is only a solution of convenience and a, and a solution of our current times. So I want to remind people that it's about gentle activism, as you mentioned before. It's a term that I've really embraced as a mother, that you have to just do what you can when you can. And most importantly, most importantly of all I have to say is sustainability has to be sustainable for you. So the solutions that I propose in my book are just solutions that may be adaptable to you at your at different points in your life. And I think you can just take what you want, do what you can when you can. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, just aim for effort rather than perfection. Mm. I mean, this new book is focusing more on families and kids. How do we cultivate a caring attitude towards the planet without burdening our kids with too much anxiety in relation to things like plastic pollution, habitat destruction and global warming? Yeah, so I think raising conscious citizens in a a fractured world that we're living is such an important conversation because that key term, we don't want to feel overwhelmed. We still want to present that sense of hope that we all have to make this planet a better place. So I think an easy solution to that is just to head outdoors. Head outdoors and give them a creative activity when heading outdoors. So an example could be when you go to the beach, go to the tide pools, ask them to bring a sketchbook and sketch what they see in the tide pools. Go home and label it. Bring some watercolours if they want to. Let them discover the natural planet in a creative way. Another example is if you go for a bushwalk, maybe ask them to take a photography series on that bushwalk or ask them to make a playlist of all the emotions and sounds that they heard during that bushwalk. It's cultivating that love of nature from a young age in a creative way that will actually retain um, in, in their adulthood. So once you get that love of nature, they can see for themselves how fragile and how important Mother Nature is and how voiceless she is and that we need to give her a voice because, let's be honest, there is no planet B. Planet Earth is the only home we've got. I'm speaking with Anita Van Dyke. She's the author of A Zero Waste Family in 30 Days. Anita, we've, in Australia, come through the worst of the pandemic, so it seems, at this point in time. Um, But now Christmas is here. And I love Christmas. But one of the downsides is 
the waste, too much food, junky presents, um, you know, a lolly for every Christmas card. How can we reduce the amount of waste at Christmas? Yeah, so I think let's break it down. Let's go break down to the meal itself, so Christmas meals. One of the easiest ways to reduce your single-use waste is to actually create a zero-waste party kit. And that's just going to your local op shop or looking at Facebook Marketplace and buying a second-hand crockery set or a second-hand um, set of cutlery with some cups and putting together a kit that you can reuse again and again. Put it in a box and label it party kit. Take it to your um, barbecues. Take it to the dinners that you're going to use. Um, and, and, and use those. Having a, pl- a plate and a, and a real plate rather than a plastic plate is also a much more elegant way to eat. Take it to your friends and family. Share it around. Let people know that you have this kit to borrow so that we don't have to use the single-use plates that we always have in barbecues or dinners and whatnot. So that's a simple solution there. For presents, what I suggest is having a conversation with your family and friends. You can do a um, experience rather than more stuff. I mean, like you said, there's so many junky plastic toys out there. We don't need that. Your children will play with that for three to four minutes and then get bored and go on to the next junky toy. So what I suggest is asking your family members to gift an experience such as a zoo pass or a pass to the museum or even a DIY voucher of of two hours worth of babysitting or something like that because those gifts are much more memorable. And in times of COVID, it's not that we needed more stuff. No one craved more stuff. We actually crave quality time with friends and family. So those are some easy solutions there. Well, if someone is listening to this and they've never really thought about reducing their waste or maybe it's just been in the too hard basket, what's a good place to start? I think that easy place to start is just to do a bin audit. And this is a nice way to ease yourself in and have a frank discussion with yourself about actually what you're throwing away into landfill. A bin audit requires you just to put on some gloves and actually the night before your bin gets taken out, just have a look at what you're throwing away. Is it plastic packaging? Is it takeaway packaging because you're ordering a lot of Uber Eats? Is it clothing tags because you like shopping? Is it plastic bags because you seem to accumulate all those from supermarkets? Whatever it may be, have a look at what you're throwing away into landfill and remind yourself it is going into landfill. There's no such thing as a way when we throw things away and it ends up somewhere. So it's about looking at, you know, things that you can recycle more responsibly, looking up your local council and see if you can recycle that. If it's plastics, you know, soft plastics can be recycled at the front of supermarkets such as Woolies and Coles and, you know, just take it to the front of those supermarkets. If it's um, clothing, try going buying from the secondhand economy, you know, so eliminating the, the cost and the virgin resources associated with it and embracing things such as Gumtree, eBay, your local um, op shops, things like that. So it's brainstorming those ideas and I think doing a bin audit is a great place to start. Get your family involved too. Get your kids to help out. <laughs> yeah, great. And then after you've done a bin audit, then buy some chickens because they are really good for reducing waste. <laughs> they are. <laughs> or dogs, they eat. <laughs> they eat all your scraps. So <laughs> that's true. All right. Well, thank you so much, Anita. It's been great to catch up with you, and congratulations on the new book. Thank you for having me. 
I've been speaking to Anita Van Dyke. She's the author of A Zero Waste Family in 30 Days. You can follow Anita on Instagram. It's rocket underscore science. Thanks for listening. Start your day with life words. Subscribe to Hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope1032.com.au.